right? You know, I don't, I don't want my company like dumping a ton of money into marketing and like, you know what? We're going to do this for the next three years and see what works, but we've been losing money for the last three to five years. Like, no, that's not cool. But I, I need to see that you're like actively, actively putting money into marketing in a, in a personal sense, right? It's just so important that like, they're, they're not just, I don't believe in a business just dumping money in the ads for the sake of dumping money in the ads. Um, I, I want... I want to see, I want to see what they're doing with the money. And, and, and the importance here is not like <clears throat> when you start when you start investing or when you start looking at bigger companies like your Apples, uh, your Walmarts, your, um, your Nikes, it's, it can be challenging. Blacksmith Capital Research website, newsletter, and related social media posts, content, and podcasts are provided for general informational purposes only and do not constitute accounting, legal, tax, or other professional advice. Visitors should not act upon the content or information found here without first seeking appropriate advice from an accountant, financial planner, lawyer, or other professional. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this edition of the Blacksmith Capital Research podcast. So I do have Maurice Davis with me here today. Maurice, say what's up to the people. How are you guys doing? I'm excited to be here. So Maurice, uh, two of us were part of a team for a startup weekend competition. It's how we met. Uh, we're making, actually, I'm gonna let you explain this. <laughs> your yeah, project. Yeah. No, absolutely. I think we got, I think we got cheated though, out of a first place victory, but that that's neither here nor there. Um, so our project was uh, essentially, so what I wanted and what we built were two different things, right? And so, what I what I wanted is an AI solution for uh, children's books and 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 essentially lowering the cost of illustrations for the writers without the artistic talent to go out and, and do the illustrations themselves. Uh, what we ended up building though was a marketplace for artists and writers to come together. Um, so that, that was our project and, and we ended up, we ended up getting second place. Um, we're not going to talk about any more than that, but we ended up in second place. <laughs> hey, I think we did a good job. I learned a lot and, you know, kind of ended up getting a job out of it too. So I guess it worked yeah. out. <laughs> uh, yes, it did. <laughs> Are you doing the next one for EdTech, you think? No. No, I, I, I mentally, uh, I mentally don't have another weekend in me right now. Um, I'm actually in the process of going through a, a certification for advertising <clears throat> and I'm in grad school and my business is starting to pick up. So I'm, I'm, I'm like mentally maxed out, uh, as much as I would love to, like, I've really thought about it and it, it seemed like it'd be really fun, but I, if I, <laughs> If I did, I would have to like really take a super back seat. Like I don't know what it is, what it is I'm gonna do for you, but I'm just here to kind of move some numbers around or do whatever. So 
hey, if I got to send some SWOT analysis stuff your way or something, I don't know if you could take a quick peek at it on the on the background. <laughs> yeah, I'd, I'd be happy to take a quick peek. <laughs> all right, thank you. So, I mean, we bring people in of like all different backgrounds, you know, when it comes to, you know, just regular investors, uh, real estate people, looking to bring in tax professionals, people actually traded on the stock floor and everything. And with your background being in marketing, essentially, I mean, people are probably wondering how does that really connect to finance? And for me, it's, I mean, one, you were a former financial analyst, was it? Financial advisor. Financial advisor. Okay. Okay. And then who's that with? Uh, Merrill Lynch. Solid. Solid. Okay. Okay. And then uh, on top of that, I think that the whole marketing side, how it comes into the financial markets, this aspect of like, you can have a great product, but if you can't sell it, revenue is not going up. If revenue is not going up, then I'm not buying your stock. Because I got to see that accelerating revenue for one. Got to see that income statement, have better numbers, have that cash flow coming in. So I always look at not just who's got great commercials, but what they're putting that commercial on. Like, is it showing up in the Super Bowl? Is it all over March Madness? Uh, am I seeing it in like different demographics as well, different shows from uh, to all different backgrounds? And I'm also seeing it across all different ages. Because if I'm seeing all those different things, then it's okay. I think this company might have something. It's like, you might not be, you know, um, everyone's cup of tea, but at the end of the day, if you've got ads on all these different services, you're at least going to pick up because that whole, like, I think of advertising and marketing as like propaganda in a sense, you know, it's like you're trying to control people's thoughts and actions. <laughs> I'm laughing because I like, part of me is like, I don't know if I like that, but then the other part of me is like, eh. It's not wrong. Like, uh, no, it's 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 interesting that, that you know, kind of talking about this idea of relating it to. Funny enough, I actually have a degree in finance. Like, that's that's really where my background started was finance, and uh, it's funny because sitting on the other end of the of the table, like you think about finance and marketing, and and when you're in school, they're kind of total opposite ends of the spectrum you know finance folks are always trying to save money marketing people are always trying to always trying to spend money uh so it, it's funny because now i kind of come to the middle and i really look at a couple of things it's like how we can generate marketing that's profitable yeah. versus marketing for the sake of marketing um so i'm excited to get more into this idea of like leveraging what companies are doing uh to kind of be an indicator or part of your process for, for researching uh, if you should invest in a company or not. Yeah, I like that a lot. Um, it just really came to me at first, just um, just really over the pandemic, especially because, you know, everyone's sitting at home and seeing ads constantly. So just that like, you know, propaganda factor, it's like, all right, well, I'm going to want to see a good ad. Yeah. If not, then I'm changing the channel. You know, I got, I got all these different streaming channels. I got all these different streaming options. I mean, I can hop on YouTube if I want, and I don't have to sit there and watch the commercial. I can get up and make some food. So that commercial that gets you to sit there and actually watch it, like that's, those are the ones that matter. Yeah. I, so I would even say like, for the sake of everybody listening, you know, I love, I love commercials because I think they, they give you the opportunity to like 
as a as a marketer or as a creative to fully express the the message, but less so uh, because we're as human beings we're typically on guard when we see a commercial. Like we know the inherent objective is to get me to buy something, and so whether or not I find it interesting or not, I'm inherently on guard. Now, now if it's done the right way, it doesn't matter. But some things that like, as you're, as you're looking at, you said something really interesting before, but you're like, if I see you on the Super Bowl, or I see you here, I see you, you know, all over the place. What I would say is start looking at organizations that are highly creative in how they market. <clears throat> so when we think about traditional commercials, we think about that 30 second spot that pops up on YouTube. We think about whatever pops up on Facebook. We think about, you know, even, even those advertisements that pop up, whether they be like banner ads or whatever have you, we think about those things, but like the ones that I, that are really killing it and crushing it are the ones that like pop up in people's TikToks and no one says anything about the product. It just pops up and they're kind of doing their thing and then and then they move on, right? Mm -hmm. Those are the companies that like get it in the sense of like, I just got to put this thing in front of you in the place where I know you're going to show up enough times and eventually you will buy it. Exactly. Yeah, and like, I feel like that's starting to play into technology a lot of like some like eye tracking studies that people do as well of like, yeah, if I just, that's what I mean with that propaganda aspect too as well, because it's like silent in a way, you know, of just like, oh, there's this person I'm going to watch on YouTube all the time. And every time I watch their video, they have this same thing in their room. Maybe it's in a different spot. And like, I've seen some videos where people will like track, like, okay, like uh, it was in, in this spot in their room this time. Now it's over here. Now it's over here. Now it's over here. And like that takes on a life of its own as well. And then next thing you know, just everyone's buying it. Everyone's talking about it. Yeah. I mean, I, I think especially as the, as the age of the influencer steadily evolves and steadily grows, <clears throat> I think when we first started thinking about this idea of like, um, okay, commercials are challenging because, um, there are studies that say, you know, we see anywhere from two to 7,000 ads a day, you know, depending on the study, depending on the person. And so there's, it's a huge range, right? <clears throat> but when we're actively like going somewhere to enjoy a piece of content, we are more susceptible to learning about, we're, we're more susceptible to the message. And so when, when I see businesses that are doing interesting things like uh, marketing on TikTok in the sense of like, you got somebody dancing and they're just wearing their product, that to me is more, I don't want to say more, more impactful because we, we got some challenges here. It's a different type of marketing, but what we're getting at is that like, you're more willing to accept that message at that moment then you are when I'm like, hey, pop on the screen. Here's here's my new drink. You can't see it, but I'm holding an imaginary drink by my stuff. And so the, the companies that are really good at that and can take that type of marketing that is so, so profoundly uh, entertaining that people are 
actively going out and looking at their marketing are the ones that will be successful in the long run. I'll use a, I'll use a company that like most of us are familiar with, but Geico. Like commercials are, are funny, you know, people love them. You know, heck, when, when you do a commercial and somebody creates memes and or uh, t-shirts out of it, that thing now becomes a part of a culture. And when that thing becomes a part of a culture, it's it's you can't you can't buy that. And so as as you're thinking about like, you know, is this a company that I want to look at to invest in? I mean, I would looking at number one, what is what is their marketing budget? Because personally, and and I and I have I have some bias, right? Because I'm a marketer. I don't want to invest in a company that doesn't believe in investing in themselves. And so if their marketing budget is disproportionately low, what does that say about their long-term prospect of growth? But I also don't want to invest in a company that spends a ton on marketing and I don't see, I don't see the payout, right? You know, I don't, I don't want my company like dumping a ton of money into marketing and like, you know what, we're going to do this for the next three years and see what works, but we've been losing money for the last three to five years. Like, no, that's not cool. But I need to see that you're like actively, actively putting money in the marketing in a, in a personal sense, right? It's just so important that like, they're, they're not just, I don't believe in a business just dumping money in the ads for the sake of dumping money in the ads. Um, I, I want, I want to see, I want to see what they're doing with the money. And, and, and the importance here is not like, you start when you start investing or when you start looking at bigger companies like your apples uh your walmarts your um your nikes it's it can be challenging you know some of some of their marketing is brand specific and they know that like the the horizon on that is like i invest you know a thousand dollars into a kid from the age of uh 12 into 16 per kid right knowing that over the lifetime, they're worth five grand. Those are challenging. But when you're looking at it, you know, I would say proportionately, if I'm spending more money in marketing, I should be seeing overall growth in, in my, in, 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 in my revenue. But then also like, are they keeping up with, with the adjustments that are coming? Uh, If you look back at companies that were proactive about getting on TikTok, and I can't say this for sure, right? You know, proactively getting on TikTok and proactively adjusting to what TikTok was about, I would almost say that the majority of them saw growth in sales on TikTok. Mm-hmm. You know, sa- same mm-hmm. thing with like uh, these other platforms, like businesses that jumped on Clubhouse at the very beginning. I would say that they saw some sort of growth, whether that was in audience growth, which you know we can we can measure and say that that has value, um, or re- direct revenue growth. But it's it's that innovativeness to be able to jump into some of the new marketing or the adjustments to people to consumers' beliefs and what what they want to be engaged in, and then be able to like, all right, we're we're going to roll with this. That that I think is is more profound than 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 anything else. Yeah, I love that line of thinking, especially when it comes to taking advantage of these um, different mediums before anyone else. 
because I feel like it gives people that like thought process of oh okay like they're cool like they knew it's like just like we did like this is something to get into and then yeah I think we definitely have seen some companies that have come up off of this uh, especially when I mean if you look at uh, just what YouTube has done for for certain companies like you can just tell like this whole influencer thing and this ad thing is huge I mean I don't know if you saw Google's last earnings but it just blew it out of the water I think it was like almost $20 per share in earnings or something people are like oh man that's so unexpected whereas I was sitting here like should have been expected I mean all these YouTube stars popping up we got all these kids sitting at home from school what else are they going to do watch their these vlogs and things like that like all the time all this ad spend coming on there all these new people doing podcasts and doing ads on the podcast so YouTube was just raking it in for Google and then YouTube TV on top of that so yeah it's just like watching these verticals these companies are creating is just honestly just unbelievable yeah it, it is it is interesting watching as as things change <clears throat> and as far as like you know google's earnings i i they're just such a baffling company in general right you know when you think about like they're like the gateway to the internet exactly yeah and as scary as that sounds, to to think about one company dominates the internet, and and let's let's be more specific, specifically in the United States, right? You know, and and that's that's trying to remove some of my bias, <clears throat> my availability bias. It's like Google is the dominant player. I know in in, in other countries they're not, right? They they still have some market share in other countries, but but not to the degree in which they, they're here in the United States. I, I think the United States, they own like eight, 98% of the of search here in the, in the US. It's, it's something ridiculous. Um, it's in the 90s, it might not be 98%, right? So it's like, when you think about things like that, it's like, well, that, that's hard to beat. You know, any, anything, anything that Google wants to do, you know, with it, with inside the confines of like fair trade um, and FTC regulations, like they have access to just about every customer that they would want. <laughs> and not only in the yeah. sense of like, you're Google, but like <clears throat> we spend so much time like on our phones and most of our phones are connected to Google in some way, shape or form. And so they can reach you on your cell phone. They can, you know, if you have a Google home, they can reach you at home. And it's like, they can reach out and touch you whenever they want, which is, which is scary in itself, but like so amazing when you think about it in a marketing sense, just how much richness of information they have. Like if they really wanted to know who Maurice Davis was, some analyst somewhere could pull up enough of my internet search history and compile an image of who I am and what I like and what I don't like and what I'm likely to buy. And it probably wouldn't take him much time because you know he's got access to just about everything. Mm -hmm. and, and, and I, go ahead. Oh no, I was gonna say, and with all the algorithms they have as well, like they already have a lot of this infrastructure put together. Like, you know how when people are like, Oh, I was just talking about this thing. Now it's popping up all over my feed. And I was having this conversation with someone last week. And I was like, well, 
a tricky thing about that though is they don't necessarily even have to be listening to you uh it's more that we sit here and we're just like oh i was just talking about this with someone and now it's on my facebook feed as an ad and it's like well facebook google all of these things are connected it's like did you happen to go to the website for that company earlier today the day before and the person answered yes and i was like oh and now it's on your facebook feed They're like yeah and i was like that's because they sell data to each other then on top of that as well you have the other aspect of um if you just to do the google search or just because of the fact that you know we all think we're super unique but we all fit into like certain archetypes and subsets and as you just like hang out with the same people or hang out in that little tribe and as your social media tribe just like really comes together you start to follow the same types of people which mm -hmm. helps aggregate that archetype for you even more and helps fit that bill for you a little more so it's like you don't necessarily even have to be listened to you've already made yourself you know into a certain mold that they might not every ad might not resonate with you out of that archetype but enough of enough of them will well so here like absolutely absolutely the the thing that gets me about the like you know i was just i was just talking about this to someone and now it's showing up is like you know, we can get, we can even peel that back a little bit and be a little less ominous in the sense that they sell data to one another. But like, you know, if you spend a little time in the Facebook ad platform, you know that like, number one, <clears throat> I can put a piece of code on my website that just automatically says, if you come to this website, you do these actions, I'm going to show you this ad. And, and whether or not it's the exact thing that you were looking at, like, I know that if, you know, we even think about, like you said, Googling, but like, let's say I'm like, you know, I'm looking for um, a new computer. And I say, you know what? I want a computer that does video editing. Well, nine times out of 10, I'm going to go best computers for video editing. And then I'm probably going to read a couple, couple blogs, a couple articles or something. And what a lot of people don't realize is like, as a company, if I wanna be really impactful, what I will do is I'll create an education blog that is seemingly not connected to my business, provide all the free education that looks 100% uh, unbiased towards a, towards a business or towards a company. But now I have this ability to, to be this learning platform where you can go and you can learn. But then I can put those same things onto my blogs as the business that are more geared towards here's the best product and why. And in either case, no matter which one you land on, I've just tagged you and said, you have interest in this. So now that you've read either blog, I'm going to show you the product that I believe would be best. So we're not, you know, even in the sense of like, while I was just talking about this, well, you probably have done something to indicate that you would have some interest in this in the future. And it doesn't take much for you to, for you to be triggered and to be added into like um, Google's uh, intent audiences, where they're like, you do a couple of Google searches on something, they're like, okay, this person may, you know, now may be interested in this. And, and after that, you know, it's, it's kind of a wrap. Once, once you're in one of those, don't let you, don't let you watch a YouTube video on something 
and 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 like you said click a link to a website because because now we're now we're back to you know i'm seeing this everywhere on our web on my website but i i think you know the companies that do that really well are the ones that you don't feel creepy about <laughs> you know if you're like oh this is yeah. creepy yeah. That means you're probably not you're probably not doing it to the degree that it needs to be done. Yeah, 100%. I feel you on that end. And it's like, um, you know, the the other part of where people are just like consistent, like, okay, well, I mean, they have to be listening to me. Like, everyone's spying on me. And it's like, well, you have the option to not use the cookies if you like. But the other thing that sucks is that if you turn off all of your cookies, if you turn off all of these other settings, the internet slows down for you. And now you're in that conundrum of, oh, it's going to be harder for me to find what I need. Have to do those more granular searches by yourself. So it's really just puts you in that box. Of, you know, it's like, do I really want the efficiency and speed? Or <laughs> do I want to take all of this time to find exactly what I need? Yeah, I, look, I'm I'm the person that's like I love that Google serves me up content that fits what I fits what I'm looking for. You know, I get with, with marketing and and marketing blogs and advertising content and and I love that stuff. I want that. Like whereas somebody else, you know, that doesn't that doesn't fit you. And it's it's hard to find information on a like a fresh like <laughs> Like I've never logged into Google before. It's fresh. And to see the difference between like someone else's Google search and my Google search and like, yo, you know, even changing like, yes, Google does the keyword component, but it also looks at user intent and looks at user history. And so if I type in something about an acronym, it's going to be more likely to serve me up a marketing acronym than someone else. And I, and I like that. I, like mm -hmm. you said, efficiency component. I enjoy not having to explain to Google that, hey, Google, about 70% of the time when I'm here and I'm asking questions, they're marketing related, but not necessarily marketing related from a, uh, from a general business owner standpoint, but from a marketer standpoint of, I need some deeper understanding than the five tips to grow your Instagram with one post a day articles that you might serve up to a business owner that this is all they care about. Yeah. And like what I've done as well till I get around it, I completely feel you on like wanting it in certain aspects. It's like I use a browser called Brave where I can automatically, you know, on, on Facebook or Twitter, make it so that I don't see ads when I'm on there. So for me, it's like, it's not as much of a, not as much of an issue. I can choose if I want to see them or not. But one thing I like to do on my social medias is, so, you know, how people are worried about their follower counts and stuff. It's like, I don't care at all. <laughs> I think I follow like twice as many people on Instagram and like Twitter that follow me. And like the big reason for that is like I follow all of these accounts that I'm interested in the computer space, finance space, and just like uh, celebrities that I really look up to or like uh, see like them posting information that I'm really interested in or that they're getting sponsorships out of like certain uh, companies that I think may be viable. So it's like, all right, if I follow all of these people, then I pretty much get the information I need automatically right there. And I see less of, you know, all the other crap that, you know, I don't want to see all the time. But 
another thing I'm careful of as well to not really get in that echo chamber type aspect is following like sources that I don't really agree with so that I at least get some breakup in that monotony and I do see some different sources and some different angles because you do really miss a lot of things if you only follow the things that you absolutely like. Yeah, there, there are times that it, it's not a benefit. You know, when I, when I look back and I'm like, I don't get a lot of world news on my, um, I, on, on, my uh, on, on any of my stuff because I don't really spend a lot of time in world news. Um, and when it is world news related, it's typically like, it's typically marketing related, right? And so like, because of that, I have to be proactive about going out and seeking out world news when I believe it's, when I believe that it's essential for, for whatever I'm doing. So, so there are drawbacks, right? So I think, I think with anything, with marketing, especially, you know, us marketers want to take full advantage of like capturing, capturing customers' attention. And, you know, as, as much as we may love Google, realizing that things like Google, Facebook, Instagram, most of those are, are driven by, you know, two departments, uh, two or three, depending on the business. One is finance. They're trying to make sure they're making money. The other is product development, right? They're like, okay, we need to make these products in order to get more money and, and more customers. And then the last one is marketing. <laughs> like, <laughs> mm -hmm. like marketers usually have a big say in what's, in what's going on in the company. I mean, you think about most companies, yeah. one of their earlier hires is a chief marketing officer when they're growing their business, like startup wise. It's one of, if not the if not the first uh, long-term hire on the, on the C-suite, you know, and, and you might, they might, they might even call them something else. Like what's, what's another chief brand officer, chief marketing officer, chief revenue officer, all those things. Yeah. Are marketing. Customer right? development. Yeah. You, you know, they're all marketing people to, and, and they may come at it a little bit differently. Cause you know, I think sometimes when we say marketing, you know, people, because it's so broad, like, you know, it's like when we think about marketing, what is it? And, and, you know, some people look at marketing and say, well, marketing is when I'm running ads on Facebook or marketing is when, but those are all, those are all sections of marketing. Marketing is like saying, um, I would equate marketing to the idea of like a book. So if somebody says, I want to read a book. Well, that's not enough information for me to give you what you're looking for right it's just you're telling me a book but what kind of book what's your objective when you're reading the book what are you hoping to what 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 tone do you prefer and i and i think that's sometimes what what we miss even when we're looking at these things but i would say you know be be curious when you're looking at some of these c-suites um and saying does this person have a good track record and just just glance and and you'll see that most companies that are successful, they have, if not one person in a marketing role in the C-suite, they have two. Yeah, yeah, I really have to agree. Cause like you see, um, yeah, I definitely do see that a lot. And that's one thing I really look at in terms of uh, when I'm looking at a company's uh, structure, 
just how you can see their insiders and like insider transactions and things like that. I try to watch when like someone in the marketing area, when they're buying, when they're selling, because they're more than likely going to have some information on like how well they're going to be doing, <laughs> you know, and like uh, in the in the quarterly updates as well, when they're talking about uh, just the revenue growth and acceleration, how much that's fitting into things. It's like, so one thing I did with AT&T stock uh, going into their Q1 earnings, I just loaded up on a bunch of AT&T calls. So I was like, oh, well, because you know that deal that they had where they bought Turner Broadcasting with that, you know, they got uh, TNT, uh, CBS, HBO and everything. So I was like, oh, all these channels, let me say for HBO, they house March Madness. And what I was noticing was you kept seeing these AT&T ads all over March Madness. You see the logo on the court, on the floor things were starting to open up again. I was seeing like COVID numbers, like, all right, people are going to need phones again. Your phone lines are going to be coming out. And on top of that as well, the HBO aspect, it's like, okay, well, uh, with the movies and everything, how they're premiering movies on there. And then the last part of it was, okay, well, now that I know all of these things, I do also see that I keep hearing them on all of these different podcasts. For, for ads on deals for new phones, how you can switch and get this great deal, how you can switch and get this, switch and get that. And just hearing them on all these different mediums is, okay, I think they're gonna have a really good earnings here. So let me take this small bet with a small percentage of you know my portfolio and toss it in here, see what happens. And next thing you know, their earnings hit and I think they popped up like $2 a share right then and there. It's just like, all right, I was right, I knew it. So I think that just goes to really show the power of marketing and like really paying attention to that and how that can really help with your financial analysis uh, process. Yeah, you know it's it's funny, but I'm gonna I'm gonna make a I'm gonna make a public statement here. The last time the last time I did this, uh, <laughs> so it, you were talking about buying calls. I uh, I bought some for Disney when when they started talking about uh launching a platform a, a streaming platform and when i tell you i was like all right they're they're gonna hit 135 by like i think at the time i had said like november and i was so confident man but i i missed it i missed it by like two months it was january so that that was a pain. That was a, that was a hard pill to swallow, right? They hit. I think they hit like one forty something that January. Um, so my my calls expired. But the 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 interesting part about it was was like it was it wasn't a like I didn't even really look at. Uh, yes, I did. I looked at the stock history, but I also looked at launch dates for videos for new movies. Right. Like, when do you launch a new movie that everybody's excited about what happens? And what I noticed was like when Disney launched a new movie and the movie did fairly well, their stock price went up anywhere from five to about 10 bucks. I was like, well, all right, well, if they're going to do that and then they launch this platform, that's going to totally change the game as far as like how to consume their content it's got to go up 10 bucks like it's 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 got to there's no way that that's not gonna happen 
so I share that to say, um, Disney Disney's gonna have another have another uprise. Uh, Disney and maybe Comcast, right? Um, and so this is this is like my the marketer in me, right? Uh, Hulu is launching their ad platform. They're they're in beta tests right now, and more more specifically, Hulu is launching their self managed ad platform. So what that means is that like small businesses will be able to will be able to market on Hulu, uh, like in your neighborhood. So getting us back to very much like old school commercials that are hyper targeted. Um, but they also require $500 minimum. So it'll be, it'll be an interesting change. I don't know when the full version is going to roll out because they're in beta right now. Uh, but just, just, just my, just my two cents. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I really like that. And then like in closing, uh, if there's like, you know, your past as a financial advisor and then stuff you kind of saw, you know, how the market's you know, really running up right now. And I just see so many people hopping in and, you know, just buying things left and right and really getting caught up in whatever's trending on social media and like buying this and that. Is there any advice you'd have for anyone uh, that's, you know, to make sure they stay a little wary and do a little bit more of their own due diligence before just buying anything based off of word of mouth? Yeah, I would say that that is that is the word that is the advice. It's like, you know, if a friend or family member is telling you about buying something, I'm not saying don't, right? You know, it's there's something to be said about um there's something to be said about mass attention on something. Cause what I what I my opinion on the market, right? And this is this is this is the opinion of Maurice Davis, not any financial institution or anything like that is that the market doesn't tell you what a company is worth. It tells you what people are willing to pay. And so with that, if there's more attention, we can get back to like basic economics is that people want it more. So it goes up in price, right? So like if everybody and the mother is either talking about it or using it, that may be that may be a good indicator that it, this this could be a good product to really look at long term uh, to see what the prospects look like. But also, it's like you may just step back and ask yourself, what's the what's the use of this thing? And I think sometimes we get stuck on like, well, I buy stocks. You know, that's that's how I invest in the stock market, or that's how I gain from the stock market, but. Sometimes you you can you can hedge against it and, and say like you know what everybody thinks this is a great product I'm gonna I'm gonna hold off and say that it's not and and try to capture on the downside right it's like be be creative and and be thoughtful in, in what you're doing um, and and don't get stuck in in the in the rush of like the excitement of i can i can buy some stock and and you know it's like be thoughtful is is the, the long and short it's just be thoughtful yeah yeah i'd really have to agree because yeah that's just one thing that always just scares me of like when everyone just starts jumping into stuff it's like all right like you can't 
we can't just act like anything and everything's going to always go up at some point the rug's going to get pulled so my whole rule of thumb is always like when it's starting to trend on twitter it might be too late so you really got to find the order order flow of the big money early if you can to really tell because another thing that people miss out on is thinking of oh there's all these people buying calls in it okay but for every call sold i mean for every call bought there's a call sold so for everyone betting it goes up that's someone else betting that it goes down so you got to really check those levels as well and yeah can't just fall into that trap of high open interest high volume is yeah again that rug can always get pulled and big money's got a lot more firepower than retail does yeah i'm at Absolutely. Um, well, when retail when retail is doing their own thing. Now, when you're on Reddit forums, <laughs> when you're on Reddit forums and 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 pulling all retail together to make a buying decision, it looks it looks different. But uh, for for the standard or or for what we usually do, you know, as much as you may as much as you personally may feel like my you know a hundred shares is a big deal. You know, it's not even a blip. And so, yeah, just just be be mindful, be wary. Um, use the tools that you have available. And I would say the last piece that I would that I would say is like, look more uh, at the like non quantitative data. So so look at your qualitative stuff a little closer. Um, the teams, the management, uh, management transition, like management turnover, like those type of things, even if you can't see like, even if you can't see how long somebody's been in a position for whatever reason, um, you can look back on a couple of statements and say, you know what, every, every two years, this person, you know, they're shuffling out marketing people or they're shuffling out the CEO that, those things, even if the company seems to be doing well quarterly, can be an indicator that they're not in a, they're not in that good of a space. You don't fire a CEO that's doing good, like you just don't, you know. And it's not it's not an indication of it that he's bad or she's bad, but those are some things that I think retail buyers don't do, and it can be challenging uh, to to have that foresight. But to me. Those things are are super are super important, and, and in the past I've made that mistake, and not looked at it, and I've regretted it every single time. Yeah, I just want to thank you so much, not only for taking out the time, but uh, for also just giving those wise words. And yeah, I just want to give you opportunity to talk a little bit about your business real quick, because yeah, this podcast is not just about promoting uh, the financial aspect. We're just making sure we raise up the profiles of those coming on here. And I really love what you're doing in the marketing space. And I think you can do a lot for the, not only the corridor, but around the state and around the country as well. Yeah. So um, I'm a, I would say I'm a, a chief marketing officer on demand. So what I do is I help small businesses compete with, with bigger businesses in the sense of there's so much going on in marketing all the time that it's challenging for, for individual business owners to be able to do the things necessary, like creating marketing strategies in order for their marketing to be really impactful. Uh, but also 
most small businesses can't afford to pay 120K a year to have someone sit around and draw up marketing strategy. And so that, that's where I come in is I kind of sit in that, that middle space where I can help you set that marketing strategy, uh, help you do some execution, make sure that we're hiring the right people, those type of things uh, without you paying for a full-time CMO. So that, that's my business in a nutshell. Um, again, I do some implementation of ads and things like that because those tend to be a lot of the, the requests of my clients, but where, where I really sit at is helping with the planning and evaluating of, of marketing. Yeah, thank you so much. And I'll be sure to include your links as well in the podcast description, get some more traffic to, uh, to your stuff and also your videos because I love seeing them on LinkedIn. It's like, uh, yeah, in the last two months, I've become a bit of a LinkedIn fiend, just watching everything on there. It's just really cool seeing uh, what everyone in the area, but also around the country and the world are doing in the creative space, but also just in their in their businesses. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I appreciate you. Um, yeah. I, had a, I had a really great time. This was, this was a fun conversation. Yeah, I appreciate you as well. And yeah, I can't wait to work with you going forward. And yeah, anything you may need from me, let me know. And I uh, just hope that everything keeps going well for you. Yes, you too, sir. Yeah. Thank you very much. Yep. Thank you. The Blacksmith Capital Research website, newsletter, and related social media posts, content, and podcasts are provided for general informational purposes only and do not constitute accounting, legal, tax, or other professional advice. Visitors should not act upon the content or information found here without first seeking appropriate advice from an accountant, financial planner, lawyer, or other professional.